Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey, Sarah and Casey. We have talked about this for quite a while. These three front runners for governor in the state of Indiana, Doden, Crouch, and Braun, mm-hmm. they are about as entertaining as dried paints. <laughs> I don't know what any of them stand for. Right. I don't know what they want to do. I don't hear from them other than other establishment candidates who are also about as entertaining as dried paint have endorsed them. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our good friends. Friends has some thoughts about that. You know him from the Daily Signal, also uh, here on WIBC. Tony Kennett joins us now on the DriveHubler.com hotline. How are you, my friend? I am absolutely stellar, unlike uh, a lot of our candidates this time around. <laughs> mm. How how could you run? So most of these three have been running for governor for at least six months, almost a year now in some cases. And I don't know what any of them want to do. How is that even possible? This is really what's frustrating me. And I mean, to a point where you're really the only ones who understand just how incensed I am, that this is the easiest gubernatorial election in our state's history. It has never been easier. Basically, the door is wide open and you've got the church greeters saying, everybody, come on in. Anybody who wants to, this is your chance. It's free. Come on in. And our three candidates that we currently have are, like you said, they're dried paint. And it frustrates me because I do happen to like one of them more than the other two. Oh, do you tell do you, mind, yeah, do you mind revealing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I prefer over the other two, Eric Doden. However, and before, because I, I, I see your eyes switching <laughs> over the phone, Rob. <laughs> I believe personally that although his education policy suggestions, there are a couple stinkers in there in conversations that I've had with some of his staff. He's willing to change those because basically he made those policy proposals based on improper in, in data that he didn't have at the time. And so if that's the case, a lot of his other policy proposals are a lot better than bronze. And do I even need to bring up Crouch's policy proposals of the, of the whopping three there have been. So I just can't believe it. I mean, this is, just amazing to me that the most interesting candidate so far in the Indiana gubernatorial elections is Micah Beck with the candidate for lieutenant governor. <laughs> yes. Like, really, though, I mean, all you have to do, and I've tried so hard to tell the Doden campaign this, and I've said, look, all you have to do is prop Doden out there and say, I am the candidate that is going to go back against property taxes. I am the candidate that's going to be for parents' rights. Watch him surge in the polls. Just get him out there. You have the softest, weakest targets in history. You have Suzanne Crouch, who's basically the Eli Lilly candidate, the Cummins candidate, the corporation candidate, Nikki Haley in red glasses. And then your other candidate that you have is Mike Braun, who is basically stale Wonder Bread. So, like, what What are you doing? Tony, you have the best opportunity in history, and no one's taking it. Tony Kennett is our guest. Uh, Casey, go ahead. Well, I'm just curious, Tony, do you think at this point they're still in the fundraising game, and that's why we haven't seen a lot of policy talk from any of them? Okay, fundraising from whom? 
From whom? At this point, my question is this. The, who, who is more important to you? Like, am I going to you know waltz up to Honda's factory and go, I need a big check. That's where I'm spending my time. Or are you going to town halls in various areas? Because in Indiana, it's not just who raises the most money from your county council's local business subsidy partnership. It actually matters in a primary who it is that you talk to. Because Indiana voters are incredibly dissatisfied that every other Republican state seems to have candidates that are interested in increasing their constitutional rights, where in Indiana we're still playing the 2004 corporate status quo game. Do you think that Mike Braun should resign from the Senate? At this point, no, I, I, I don't. That's never been something that I really care about. I, I think that the, the the whole well, you're you're in this office and yet you're running for another office. Personally, for me, I, I know the argument has been made that you know this candidate should resign from their office. I personally don't care about that. Uh, I have enough reasons to dislike Braun's candidacy right now, mainly that he's an arrogant, <laughs> nonsensical fool, uh, and his campaign staff is worse. Oh, I love Kenneth. I love you because you're just like a more articulate, intelligent version of me, and that's mm. I've, I just see so much of myself in you. And uh, Tony Kenneth is our guest on the uh, DriveHubler.com hotline. We're talking about the underwhelming performance by the candidates for governor thus far. You made a great point, which is these all three of them stand for basically nothing. And I think now we have seen a guy like Curtis Hill. I will not reveal private conversations, at least the details of them. But I, you see a guy like Curtis Hill look at this and go, I have more charisma on my left pinky than these people do in their entire body. Maybe I can just slide on in here and take the thing if nobody else wants it. Now, look, as far as Curtis Hill is concerned, if Curtis Hill joins the race, he has my instant endorsement. And not just because he's promised to make me his secretary of education, (laughs) uh, the state superintendent. Now, I was in a certain meeting, let's just say up north, about a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. and I had some conversations with uh, our former uh, fantastic attorney general. And I, I'm just saying that I, I might make a pretty decent state superintendent. I mean, I would fire 90 percent of Indiana's DOE. That's why I would be the best. I would totally but, vote. I would totally know. I would totally vote for Curtis Hill in a primary and probably even against Rainwater in a general because he is going to make people that I strongly despise incredibly miserable as he's crisscrossing the state. So here's why charisma matters. And I think Casey and I were talking about this the other day when I popped in. You can talk to someone that has a large amount of charisma in a race like this, and you can push them on why their policy sucks. And you can actually get them to give you an honest answer or at least, you know, an answer with a, a pulse and tell you why they are backing this policy. And you can even, in a lot of chances, get them to change it. But if you go up to Suzanne Crouch and you say, I don't like this policy, it's bad, what's she going to look at and tell you? Oh, uh, well, I think that actually we've seen uh, the, 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 over the last five years this kind of – she gives you corporate speak. She gives you education, academia speak. Mm-hmm. Where she's not really saying anything, she's really just wasting air. And you see the same from Braun. I want a candidate to tell me why a policy is good or bad, and then I want them to allow whatever constituent they have to respond. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, it's not difficult. It just requires you to have a spine. Uh, Tony Kenna is our guest. Uh, real quick, you mentioned this early on in the segment that we had here. Uh, the most entertaining part by far of this race is Micah Beckwith. I love that he's running. It. I know it makes Holcomb completely miserable. I know it makes Hupfer completely miserable. And I am so excited to watch this guy for the next year because he don't care and he's not beholden to anybody. 
Oh, my internet trolls are so angry that he's oh, running. It I is bet. the funniest thing in the world. I mean, you've got like Rhonda Elrich over from Carmel. You've got uh, Jody Hogan, this teacher from Northern Indiana, who's flipping their just their wits end. Uh, Amy Neeling, the failed uh, Indiana State House candidate that runs this Indiana Progressives account, she's losing her mind. They're so mad that a pastor would run. Of course, they hate religion. They hate uh, Jesus and the church and all of that. Uh, but they are just incensed that god forbid a conservative might run for office and the indiana establishment republicans hate it you guys mentioned this as well because beckwith is actually willing to openly discuss what policies he thinks are good and bad mm-hmm. even if he's wrong uh real he'll quick tell before, you what it is he believes real quick before i let you go i want to touch on this because you filled in for tony yesterday and uh, you and ethan spent your opening segment on this uh, the, there's new information out on Jim Lucas now that apparently he listed his business address on state forms. There's now speculation from the state house file he might have been going there when when he was arrested. The lack of correspondence from Jim Lucas to me is is very disturbing. I know you share concerns as well. So here's my honest take on this. So there are a lot of times in modern America where they say, don't do anything until you talk to your lawyer. Mm-hmm. and Don't do anything because first you must seek legal counsel and advice. Hey, this isn't one of those times. Hey, if you were drunk driving and you got caught, guess what? Resign. It's that simple. Yeah. You don't need to wait for a lawyer. Yeah. You don't need to wait for your press secretary and your counsel and your staffers. Resign, you coward. You broke the law. You're a state representative. You were held to a higher standard. You broke the law. You put a lot of people's lives at risk. I've lost students to drunk drivers. Resign, you cowardly bastard. Okay. Tell us uh, your thoughts on Gannett and the Indy Star walkout. It's the funniest thing in history because they're not actually walking out or striking. They're writing articles anonymously. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, 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 so explain, explain, explain what that means. They're writing them anonymously. So normally... Normally, when you, you pick up the newspaper, you see the title of the article. Underneath, you see the byline or the name of the journalist that wrote the article. Mm-hmm. Now, that hasn't mattered in 856 years because no one cares who writes newspaper articles. <laughs> but in this case, they think someone's really going to care. And so this is their way to stick it to Gannett, to Indy Star, to the USA Today Network. And the fun thing is, no one cares. Uh, I can still tell which really garbage journalists are writing the same dishonest stories and claiming that there are don't say gay bills and other really just pathetic lies. And uh, at this point, they're just hurting themselves. Uh, No one other than their mothers cares who wrote their articles. And uh, I honestly, I just hope that Gannett fires all of them for the spectacle. It is weird, isn't it, Casey? Because it's like they're still doing the work. Right. They're just not taking, taking credit, credit for, for the work that they're doing. Right, exactly. That'll stick it it's to It's like them. a reverse strike. Like This sounds like something that Gannett would punish its employees. Like, we're going to keep you working for us, but not tell anyone who's writing the story. Right, exactly. You have to do this, but we're not going to let you it, say it's your it, work. It, was, it would be as if we said it is the blank and blank show uh-huh. on 93 WIBC. Oh, th- trust me, our listeners know exactly well, all right. hey, <laughs> who Hey, Kenneth, before we let you go, uh, great segment. What are you working on over the Daily Signal? Uh, I've got a lovely investigation coming out that shows why basically most states need to fire a lot of their DOEs as soon as the superintendent takes office. Uh-huh. And that's because uh, they don't actually follow the law, especially in Oklahoma and Louisiana. Hey, Tony, I noticed something uh, recently on all of these social medias. They all have the, the pride flag as their profile pic. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? I I just want to know why the Ukrainian stripes haven't been added to the progress flag. I guess people don't care about Ukraine as much as they say they do. Mm. Uh, You can find him over the Daily Signal. Tony Kennett, thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
minutes after 10, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Some things that are trending this morning. Pope. Wait, 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 just a second. Yeah. Can we commend Kev for what Kev just did there? What'd he do? Well, when people play Henry Lee Summer, they always play the same darn song, Wish I Had a Girl. Mm-hmm. And Kev... He went deep. He's getting the yeah. local flair that this radio station has long provided with Henry Lee Summer from Brazil, Indiana. But it's hands on the radio, mm-hmm. not wish I had a girl, and that's why I love Kev. Yeah, he's got more in his repertoire. Yeah, the deep, deep cut from the vault. That's mm-hmm. a little local, uh, yeah, central Indiana flavor mm-hmm. right you know, there. Henry, Henry Lee Summer, I think, was a pretty good high school basketball player before he was uh, yeah, became a, that, a famous uh, musician. Yeah. You said yesterday you were going to go home and play the drums. Did you do it? Yeah, a little later <laughs> in the day. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, did I say that yes? That I was going to play the drums? Yeah, Rob said, what are you doing today? And you said, I think I'm going to go home and play the drums. Oh, yeah, I do that all the well, time. Well, I yeah. guess we know what you were doing in between leaving work and playing the drums. Mm-hmm. Did I say that? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I blanked out. Okay, trending this hour, Pope Francis. He underwent a three-hour operation in Rome, and that was to repair a hernia. Doctors said it was successful enough that he should have no limitations on his travel. Now, this was his fourth surgery. It came after he suffered a lung infection that landed him in the hospital this spring. Back in 2021, doctors removed 13 inches of his large intestine. He was hospitalized for 10 days and uh, he's expected to make a complete recovery. And they did this at a time when they want him to be healthy enough because he has an upcoming trip to Portugal. Okay, so you are the resident Catholic expert of this show. I don't know about expert. Well, you yeah. have participated in the in the functions. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, do you feel about the Pope the same way you do about the politicians where, hey, if you're nine gajillion years old, mm-hmm. you should give it over to somebody else who's maybe a little younger, oh. more vi- vibrant, new ideas? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. And I know that may sound like a loaded question, but I'm genuinely curious. No. No, okay. I, don't, I don't think so. I, th- I think because uh, the Pope is more, uh, I know that he's chosen by the Cardinals, Yes, but it's more of an anointing rather than an election. Does that make sense? No. No. Because okay. he's chosen by the Cardinals. He is chosen by the Cardinals, but he's uh, the next closest thing on earth to God. You saying this with a question mark in your voice going up at the end actually isn't doing a lot for your cause. The Pope isn't making any like crazy decisions that affect you directly. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm going to push back on that because there's all sorts of people (laughs) who do whatever the Pope says. Now, he he, he can't do it by force like the government. Right. But the Pope is like, Mm -hmm. he says it and... I once got into a huge fight on social media. Imagine that. Yeah. With a guy over the Pope one time and that the he was adamant that the Pope was, I mean, basically this infallible person. And I just kept asking the question, well, then what if the what if the Cardinals had picked somebody else? Would that person have been the the infallible person? And that didn't go well. Well, I think the big difference is that the Pope is preaching the word of God versus politicians who in yeah. many cases are preaching their own wishes. Yeah. It's, the, it's different. This Pope is pretty left, though, right? Mm-hmm. He's gotten in some hot water with some members of the Catholic Catholic Church yeah. because of his leftism. Yes, exactly. I think, what is he, 83 years old? 80, yeah, 80, 83 years old, I believe, is what he is. Oh, well, he's a spring chicken for Congress. He'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. He's got a good decade and a half. Exactly. Trending this morning also is the 56th 
57th annual Strawberry Festival going on right now, downtown Monument Circle. The Strawberry Shortcakes with all the fixins, they're going to be available until 4 o'clock or until supplies run out. It's on the northwest quadrant of the circle. And then finally, I don't know if you saw this. I know you're a big uh, watcher of the show The View. <laughs> yes, you know, know every day, Casey. I know it's, you set your TV to record it and go home and sit on the couch and watch it every day. It's funny you think I have a t- uh, TV or device that would actually record things, but yes, that's great. Go on, carry <laughs> okay, on. Okay, so there was a big fight yesterday. Uh, they began talking about Mike Pence and uh, Alyssa Farah and then Sonny Hostin, they got in this big squabble. Uh, they began making personal attacks against each other on the show. It's just what? awful. Sonny wouldn't let Alyssa talk. And then just when Alyssa was really about to get mad and and say what she wanted to say, Whoopi called for them to go to break. Take a listen. Um, the thing about Pence here is that when I lived in Indiana and I went to Notre Dame, he had a terrible appro- approval rating because of the way he treated the AIDS crisis. Awful. Uh, a lot of people died because of him. A lot of people died because of how he handled the COVID crisis. He I mean, was you, actually, ju- you defended Cornell speaking, West yesterday, I'm who would destroy our country. He also um, was a parrot for Trump. Don't he make this personal. Let's hear. He yeah, spearheaded the, the Trump. Sonny likes to make it personal spear- with me, so we'll just... He's well, Are you going to give me a chance to answer? the truth. Spearheading troop, uh, Trump's COVID-19 agenda <laughs> of downplaying the virus. Well, this you, is not what then, the show is about. This is Barbara it's Walters' everybody's, legacy. It's everybody's Let a view. And Pence did not quarantine. Pence did not quarantine himself. You said, why would someone vote for Are you just going to keep going or am I going to get Yes, because I'm not finished. You know what? I kind of feel like I need to go to break right now. No, let me go. Because I can't hear anybody saying anything. The one time Whoopi Goldberg makes sense. I can't hear anything. She stopped just short of accusing Pence of being the guy on the grassy knoll. Yes, exactly. Like, again, I think uh, as our 930 segment today proved, Mm -hmm. I'm the last guy going to. Who's going to defend Pence? But in this case, his what did she say? His actions on the AIDS crisis killed a lot of people. And then she was blaming him for COVID. Mike Pence didn't enter Congress until 2000. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the course had kind of been charted on improving the lives of people with AIDS and HIV by the time 2000 rolled around. What... Look, there's, there's as as I laid out at the 9:30 segment, and we'll probably continue to do for the next six months. There's a million things you can be critical of Mike Pence on. You don't have to make it up. Mm-hmm. My Mike Pence. I'm surprised she didn't say he caused the AIDS crisis. Okay, so then later I saw something where somebody said that the View had been canceled from the lineup for 2024, and I thought, here we go, ratings are tanking. Nobody's watching this show. It's over with. And unfortunately, somebody said, no, that's just a rumor. Who, I, I will continue to ask this question. Who are the people who watch The View? Who is the daily viewer of The View? Yeah. Who, who is the person who just heard what we subjected our audience to, which we may lose our broadcasting license because of, and says, give me some more of that. Give me more of that. I love that show. Well, Hunter Biden is uh, in the news. Of course, Navy Biden for the win. Hunter may be going to jail, yeah, and for- we'll tell you why. I forgot to pull the voicemails, Casey, so I'm going to do that at 11 o'clock, and we'll uh, play the voicemails at 11.30. But uh, in the meantime, Kurt Darling and the News are next. All right, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, hey.
Navy Biden for the win. It is 1033. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Navy Biden, who's that? Well, that's one of Hunter Biden's children. You know, the granddaughter that Joe Biden refuses to acknowledge. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you remember how Navy Biden's mom uh, is suing Hunter for child support. Yes, that's right. Okay. Well, Hunter Biden has been ordered to appear in court and warned that he does face jail time for concealing his finances. This concealing his finances apparently runs in the family. No kidding. You don't say, huh? Yeah. Well, didn't he show up? Didn't he take a jet? Didn't, wasn't that the thing we did that story a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. where he took a jet to the hearing yeah. and yet he claimed he didn't have money to pay the gr- agreed upon child support amount? Yeah. Uh, yep. No money to help my kid. As I tell you that after arriving in my private jet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So the, the judge has said that uh, he's going to have to answer some questions. He's going to have to show all of his financial documents and that if he doesn't do that there are apparently 13 just 13 unanswered questions about his finances (laughs) no hunter biden correct me if i'm wrong he has children who he acknowledges right Mm -hmm. like he has kids with women he was engaged in some form of a what was one point at least pretending to be a meaningful relationship Mm -hmm. right and i think about this from someone boy they're having a party there in the newsroom we have never had that much fun on this show (laughs) i don't know if it's like pretend mardi gras or what uh but i think about this as someone whose wife is about to give birth yeah and watching that baby inside of her move Mm -hmm. and kick Mm -hmm. and hiccup Mm -hmm. and you just heard the heartbeat the other day. All the things that the babies do, and I can't imagine whether you have one kid or 50 kids not wanting to be an integral part of the daily existence of that child. Okay, so they're saying that if he is found in contempt, if he doesn't answer these 13 questions surrounding his finances, he could face six months incarceration and he could have to pay attorney's fees up to $20,000 as well as a fine and an automatic loss on his legal arguments. Oh. He's going to have to go July 10th, 10 a.m. and show cause if any exists why he should not be held in contempt it's like because he doesn't want to and here's that work here is the crazy thing casey and i don't know if you are aware of this if your desire is to not have a child Mm -hmm. and then obviously support the child there are some ways you can prevent (laughs) a woman from getting pregnant i don't know if you're aware of this or not we do know what causes it well i i mean i just wanted to throw that this is always my and you know just to bring this thing full circle, like if, when we, and we talked about this during the abortion debate, unless you were in a victim of some sort of assault, you plan that pregnancy, mm-hmm. right? Even if it, the plan was your failure to properly plan or take proper precautions, unless you were the victim of some sort of violent action, you plan that pregnancy. That life deserves to live because it was planned, even if the plan was your failure to plan. That is not the fault of the living being, which is what a baby, a fetus, a whatever you want to call it is. It is a person. And in the case of this daughter that Hunter Biden has, 
That is a person that he has an obligation. Just go sell some more art. <laughs> if well, money's that tight, yeah, go sell some more art. And that's what he's going to do. This, he's going to. He doesn't want to show where his money comes from. And this is why I have no, no. Uh, when people talk about the the abortion debate, and other than if someone is, a, you know, a victim of an assault or some sort, it is not that baby's fault what took place. And that baby has the right to live the same way that you had the right to live and I had the right to live and Kev had the right to live. And it just it just amazes me that someone, think about all the people in the world who desperately want kids and can't have them. And this guy has another child. Mm -hmm. He has been blessed again and has basically unlimited resources. And we all know he's not afraid to scam and scheme if money's getting tight. And he totally essentially disowns this kid. Mm -hmm. Because didn't, didn't he sign away all of his, wasn't the rights, like he doesn't, I mean, what a what a loser. He didn't even want her to have his last name. What a, Yeah, what a loser. What a complete zero. And his dad's an even bigger zero because that's that kid's grandfather. Mm-hmm. He won't acknowledge her. But like I mentioned, this runs in the family because they don't want anybody seeing any of their finances. And we mentioned yesterday how the Oversight Committee chairman, James Comer, had said that he was going to make the FBI director, Christopher Wray, turn over documents and files about this Biden bribery scheme allegation. And well, now the FBI has said, yeah, okay, you can see the documents. Isn't that interesting? They caved. They totally caved. Little, a little threat. I wonder why. But isn't it weird? And we discussed this yesterday. You have the Federal Bureau of I, what's the I? Federal investigation. Bureau, investigation. Thank you. Uh, this is the Kendall and Casey show. Mm-hmm. You are the Casey part of the, the Kendall and Casey show. Mm-hmm. Federal Bureau of Investigation. Defying the Congress who is investigating. Mm-hmm. And they're saying you have information, Federal Bureau of Investigation. That would help us with our investigation. And they made them hop over and over the river and through the woods. To grandmother's house we go to get this information. Well, it came the, uh, weeks of refusing to hand over the physical copy. They even were denying at one point that it existed. But now apparently it does exist and they are going to hand it over. Well, and then it comes back to, you know, as we started the show today, it appears they are once again going to go to the ends of the earth to come up with whatever they can to put Trump in jail. Mm-hmm. And yet the Congress is going, hey, we got some serious stuff here. Federal Bureau of Investigation, you can really help us with this. No, 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 no. We're not we're not gonna do that. I mean, there is, I mean, this is banana republic stuff, the rules for thee, but not for me. Mm-hmm. It is two tiers of justice, and it's not even rich or poor. Now, it looks like it's a conservative version of justice, and there is a liberal version mm-hmm. of justice, and that is uh that is bad news. Okay, so yesterday was Mike Pence's special day. He announced he was running for president. Why does he want to run? Oh. Hmm. Well, I have some ideas, but did he say something different? He, he probably did, said something different he, than I d- said. He did have an answer, and this is it. I don't have to tell any of you here. This country's in a lot of trouble. President Joe Biden and the radical left have weakened America at home and abroad. The confidence and pride that once lifted the American spirit 
to new heights not so long ago has given way to fear and a growing angst that our best days might be in the past. In many ways, our country has grown barely. So what did you think of that? You know who Mike Pence is? Something, sometimes things just come to me, Casey, mm-hmm. and I just, I'm amazed at the seemingly unlimited level of intellect that pours forth from my cranium. Mike Pence is the band Boston. <laughs> what? And what, no, just play, just bear with me. Here. More than a feeling? Well, Boston's debut album, I think it was 1976. Kevin and I uh-huh. were just talking about this last week. Yeah. The debut album from Boston is still largely considered the greatest debut album of all time. It had like four or five mega hits on it. It was a colossal seller. It's, I still think, the highest selling debut album of all time or right near the top. It was the greatest thing ever. And Boston is the next Rolling Stones, Who, super group of music. Oh, my gosh. If they got this one on number one, think of what's to come. Mm-hmm. And the rest of Boston's career in terms of actively producing and being a part of the mainstream was a colossal flop. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may have had one or two other marginally successful songs, but if you go see a Boston concert, which I did several years ago, you are still going to see them play the same concert, basically, that they were playing in about 1978. It essentially has not changed. Yeah. And that is Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. In the year 2000, because Mike Pence is still giving the same speeches with the same Mm -hmm. cadence, Mm -hmm. with the same, Mm -hmm. the times have changed, the name of the president has changed, Mm -hmm. but it's the same Mm -hmm. thing. He is Boston. The speech does not change because he is incapable of doing anything different or anything better. He peaked in the year 2000 when he was this young, articulate, charismatic guy on CNN. It's the same, it's the same speech. It is boring. And I don't know about you, Casey. You can only hear more than a feeling so many times before you're like, that was a cool song the first 33 times I heard it. Yeah, but you're burnt out on it. Yeah. Okay, so when he was governor, you know, his numbers, he was not polling well. They were underwater, and then Trump plucked him up and had him on his ticket. But, okay, he's the Boston to you. You know what he is to me? Oh. He's the Instagram of social media. Oh, do tell. Well, it's like... It's filtered. It's um, it's to present an image. It's to look perfect, but there's nothing behind it. No, oh, that is perfect. That is so well said. I can't. The, I can't even content, begin to articulate. Like, like he he wants to be Ronald Reagan. He wants to sound like Ronald Reagan, and he does that. But does he believe what he's actually saying? Like people, Instagram isn't what it used to be anymore. Right. People are flocking to other social media platforms because they want something real, something tangible. Just be real, sure. man. And I feel like he's doing it all for the look. Sure. You know, I got the right hair. I got the right suit. I got the right smile. I'm saying the right things. But it's it's not what anybody's into anymore. Everybody else has moved on. Right. And he's still doing the same plastic Instagram. I think that's just a phenomenal uh, description. And uh, the uh, I have nothing to add to that. And uh, you win. And <laughs> either whether it's Boston or Instagram, I think we've got all agree, Mike Pence is boring and we're sick of it. <laughs> we've got Hammer joining us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
1050 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He is the whipped cream on top of your strawberry shortcake. Hammer joins us in the studio. Good morning. I got a lot of problems with people this morning, Casey. Uh-oh. Let it out. More so than normal? More so than normal. Wow, that's really saying something. <laughs> so I go out of my way to try to be a team player around here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I bring in an ice cube tray, and I put it in the uh, community freezer here. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a big ice cube tray, right? You can make cocktails with it. You can put it in your water bottle. It's easy to get in and out. It's a community ice cube tray. Sure. There's only one rule. Fill it up when you're done. Yeah. Okay. So I come in this morning. I got my water bottle. I'm trying to get a good start, drinking some water, yeah. trying to do the right thing. Yeah. I go into the freezer, and some rotten piece of crap did not <laughs> fill up the ice cube tray. The empty-ass ice cube tray is sitting in the freezer right now. And I don't know if it's somebody on the air staff, sales staff, promotions, news. I don't know who it is. Whoever they did, I hope they get shot. I am so sick and tired of these people. I hope a group of angry wolves come in here and rip their bodies to shreds. Wow, you are really worked up about this. I had no idea that ice cube had such an effect on you. It is disrespectful. I'm not sure I hope they get shot was warranted. (laughs) I hope they get shot shot by a group of Sicilian hitmen. All was, we're asking for you to heavy. take part in free ice cubes that everybody can enjoy <laughs> is to fill up the tray when you're done. You lazy, no good, rotten sons of you know what. I hate people. Is this a bad time to let you know it was me? No, I'm kidding. You're totally... Well, but it is very disrespectful. It was not like, me. like you have provided something for someone. Right. You clearly know if you're using it, it wasn't yours. And I know that it wasn't Nige. He wasn't here yesterday. Uh, Chris Hammer, who filled in for Nige, was not him yesterday. Mm -hmm. There were still ice cubes in said tray when we left yesterday. I think there were three in there. And I thought, okay, that's enough for somebody to get some stuff. Mm -hmm. We'll come in tomorrow. And if I'm the one that puts it in the water bottle, I will replace it. I'll put the water in there. But no, some lazy turd was too busy to change change it. They had no problem taking the ice yeah. cubes out of there, but they didn't put it back in there and I hope their heads get chopped off. We should start an investigation, find out who it was. Remember the one, this was a while ago, when the somebody was stealing the guy's soda and he sent the mean email out that he was low sugar or something and you were causing him to be near death or maybe you ought to send one of those emails out because that stopped people from stealing his soda at least in that case i believe that person was diabetic and he needed that in there to kind of make it through the day that's fine like i have serious doubts that somebody's medical uh history was on the line here by stealing the remaining ice cube trays uh, ice cubes out of the tray and not putting it back these people are horrible these are the people that probably vote for biden they expect everything for free they don't want to work for anything. I hate these people. Okay, so it was there when you left last night. <laughs> yes. But not when you arrived this morning. Right. So that really narrows it, it down. Does. Should we name some names? I mean, I don't get in here until 1030. So it's anywhere from 7 p.m. last night until 1030 well, a.m. today. Casey and I can vouch for each other that it was yeah. neither one of us. I drink Ca- coffee and Coke. If you've known me for any amount of time, you know I drink lukewarm Coke. Ke- I don't think out it was of the can. Kev. I've never noticed Kev. No, I don't use ice cubes here. Uh, Nathaniel is new down here. He would not steal your ice. Tony Katz doesn't show is, up. It's so not my it's not ice. It's our well, ice. I know. But somebody doesn't want to play by the freaking rules. Uh, let's see here. Could it have been, look, I mean, while we're naming names, nobody is supervising your producer, Allison, while she's- She's not here this week. Well, who was the producer? Uh, it was Sam. Sam Fritz yesterday. I can't rule out Sam, but uh, I think he comes in with his own stash of stuff okay. that he drinks. Well, if we do say that it is unlikely him, if he has an alibi- 
the overnight guy, whoever that was last night, could have been. I have no idea who's here overnight. Uh, it could have been someone in the news department. Yeah, I think you need to look left. That's what I too. They were having a good time in there earlier. I heard you guys talking about it. Somebody's doing a stand-up set in there. Well, Gallagher's in there smashing watermelons. They Maybe they had beverages. a few ice cubes in there too. Yeah, they have cold beverages in there. They're having a good time. That's why. It's that no good rotten John Herrick. That's who it is. <laughs> 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 You're number one, apparently. <laughs> I think you. I think you found out who it might be. Oh. You guys are lucky. I'm not the governor because somebody's going to the execution chamber. I after this. totally wish you were the governor <laughs> with every fiber of my being. Wow. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, you're going to come by and go off the rails. We've got uh, feud Tucker v. Fox and the biggest stories of the day. Thank you, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Right through the revolution